0: hello i'm gabby mendez
1: and i'm felix Cabute jr you are now listening to the talk 20s podcast
0: this podcast is your ultimate guide to adult life where we discuss with the help of our amazing guests all the things that we were never taught in school
1: adult life can be really isolating as everyone's got their own thing going on but remember you're never alone there are over 7 million of us 20 somethings all trying to figure it out let's unpack a new topic in today's episode Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Total Twenties podcast. If you've not already, make sure you subscribe and follow to make sure you never miss an episode of In The Studio. If you attended our goal setting workshop earlier this month, we hope you are putting things into practice. And if your goals are specifically to do with money, we've got a perfect guest for you today.
0: Before we dive into this episode, it's important we let you know to not take this episode as financial advice.
1: It's simply guidance. So for some great money and mindset tips, carry on listening.
0: Today we're joined in the studio by a really good friend of mine, Laura Ann Moore. She's no stranger to the podcast. We've done a few episodes with her before uh, because she's a money and mindset coach and she has some amazing ways of thinking and managing money that is both emotional and practical at the same time. Um, And so she's literally one of the most perfect guests for the Talk20s podcast. So hello, Laura. Welcome back to the podcast. Hi. I'm not sure if this is the third or the fourth episode but I think it's the third. Yeah, I think it's I think we also did a group one as well. Oh yeah, you it's, the fourth. yeah it's the fourth. <laughs> so you're no stranger. No stranger. But tell us a little bit more about what it is that you do
2: for a job in terms of your money and mindset coaching. So the money and mindset coaching is, which is a huge part of like what I do do, like with the, the one-to-one stuff, is it focuses on understanding the emotional side of money. Mm. And I love it because it's so personal. Like money is so personal to everyone. Personal finance. And I think a lot of the time we really assume that money is practical, spreadsheets, numbers. And that's what makes people be like, lah, like yeah. overwhelming, stressed, and out. stressed yeah. out. Yeah. So the focus on the money mindset side is like understanding what your money mindset is, your relationship with money and learning how to improve it. And it not being this like really practical, like, I'll oh, just learn how to save more and invest more, but understand how you feel about those things. So I work with like, work with people one-to-one mainly. Um, and that's a lot of my content that I put out on, on the socials, Should know? mm-hmm. <laughs> I? But you also do like
0: um, other workshops, you work with businesses and stuff like that to kind of help their employees with that as well. And I think there's this whole understanding now that like money... Um, um, is as much about mindset as it is about the practicality side of things. Yeah. For you, what got you into this kind of space? Like what made you really think that this was so important that you wanted to spend your life doing that?
2: I think I, I've i always been really interested in psychology. Mm-hmm. Like I mm-hmm. I did psychology at AS level, like at school at AS level. And the only reason why I didn't carry on is because I'm the worst teacher ever. <laughs> but like <laughs> psychology, I find so interesting, like how people's minds work and stuff like that. And as I got into money and like that came from my own experience with money so like coming from a family that didn't have a lot Mm. being like right what's my big goal I want to go to drama school how am I going to go to drama school I need to save 15 grand and I don't know what made me so delusional as an 18 year old I was like yeah I can save 15 grand let's just get a job and like see what happens and as I started to like save that money and go through that journey which I did in about three years I obviously chose not to go into acting went and had an experience traveling, spent all my money and was like, oh my God, money can be su- such a positive, amazing thing. Like it's a tool to help you do all this cool stuff in life. So that's kind of what led me down the journey of wanting to talk about money. The mindset side genuinely came from understanding my own relationship with money and realizing like the impact that my parents had had, the impact that I'd had from school around friends and stuff like that. And I decided to get a financial coaching qualification, some certified financial coach Mm -hmm. and through that process I went through understanding the emotional side and you kind of get coached yourself so through the process of becoming a coach you learn your own money mindset and I realized like where mine was at and I think once you know when something just clicks like Mm -hmm. once I started doing that I was like oh my god like I love this I'm combining talking about money and like psychology and like people's emotions and stuff like that so yeah it was I do feel like I kind of fell into it mm-hmm. which was so, so classic yeah. isn't it like for you then like juicy like what was your money mindset like when
0: you went through the process because maybe our listeners might be able to relate like what did yeah. what came up for you
2: so for me i had so my dad's a self-employed plumber and my mum has always just like sort of worked a nine-to-five like on and off like i've got three brothers and sisters quite a big family Mum was obviously sometimes off sometimes working but i saw my dad Well, I didn't see my dad because he was always out working, but we didn't have much money. So my mindset was very, very like came from a lack mentality. It was like, if you are self-employed and if you work really hard, you're still not, you're only going to make enough money to survive. So Mm. the belief was making money is hard, especially as a self-employed person. So it probably took me like two or three years extra to even go or even consider being self-employed and running my own business. So it was very much like lack mentality, you know, you, money's hard to make money doesn't grow on trees. Like mm-hmm. that kind of mindset of thinking it's so hard to make money, mm-hmm. um, which I think is really common for a lot of, like yeah. a lot of people. Yeah, and, when I started to understand that I was operating from a place of lack, like I realised how I was turning away opportunities to make money to for my career and stuff like that because of the mindset that I was viewing it from. And when I did that work, I realised that that came from my parents and obviously no shade to them. Like they were just doing what? they did but that's what I was modelled and it wasn't until I started to go no I do want to be self-employed I've got people like this is the power of the internet right I've got like we met Mm -hmm. you know you you were doing what you were doing I've got some other friends I've made over social media who are running their own businesses and I'm like oh you can actually Mm -hmm. um so yeah I think it, it, it it went I went from having a lack mentality to having a an abundance mm-hmm.
1: mindset, which I think mm-hmm. is really important. Mm-hmm. That's really great, and I think that's the great thing about your content as well, Laura. Like you bring a lot of your personal experiences, and you're almost learning yourself, as you mm. said. You're learning yourself, but it helps so many people. Um, of all the finance people that we've had on, um, Timmy included, mm. Ola included, I feel mm. like you guys are like the free Power Rangers of finance. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Timmy yes. wears his red, Laura's in the yellow, yeah. and yeah. Ola's in blue. Are so I'm bright. Just yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> but you all bring your own personal experiences mm. and that's what makes your content so um, relatable yeah. and, and influential I yeah. feel at times. Um, so you spoke there about how your kind of upbringing and your family um, attitudes to money also influenced you and from what it sounds like it didn't come from a lack of working hard like your dad was you never saw him he was always working hard but just it is difficult to hold on to money sometimes it's almost like there's a leak in your pocket. Yeah. Um, what would be, be your advice for um tips on how to hold on to money and avoid overspending
2: so i think that when it comes to overspending like i i'm one of those coaches that will not be like oh you need to cut back on your three pound lattes you need to (laughs) cut back on your avocado toast because that creates a sense of lack yeah overspending you only know if you're overspending if you have a budget you only know if you've got a budget, you've got a certain amount you want to save that you want to invest, you're only overspending if you're either A, going over budget, or yeah. B, actually spending more than you earn and ending up in unmanageable debt. So to avoid doing that, first of all, you need to have an understanding of what it is that you're trying to create. So whether that's having clear financial goals. And also, I love I love talking about financial values. Mm-hmm. What is it that you like to spend your money on? So for me, my top three My top three. (laughs) (laughs) My top three financial values are education. So like Mm -hmm. personal development, Mm self-help, courses, um, adventure. So travel, experience, that type of thing. And um, health. So Mm. I love spending money on my health. Like I've got a yoga subscription. I like buying organic food, you know. If I can spend less on things that don't fall into that category – it allows me to spend more on the things I care about. So it's more about viewing it in that way and that does help with overspending. Obviously, part of that is about also making more money and, and widening the gap between how much you're spending on bills and how much you actually have to play with. But understanding what your values are is going to help you with your spending because a lot of the time we get emotionally triggered into spending because maybe we're stressed, mm-hmm. we're sad, we're lonely, or because we've gone on Instagram and we've been served an ad that like we all know that's constant. Mm-hmm. Um, and we get pulled into it because we're not in touch with our emotions, we're not in touch with our money mindset and our relationship with money. So naturally we have, you know, those people have a habit to overspend because it, it's it's easy, it's habitual, or we've yeah. been pushed into it from an emotional point of view. So I think if you're trying to, if you're like, right, I've got a budget, I just cannot stick to it. The key thing is awareness. Like what is it that is triggering you to spend that money? And sometimes just the awareness enough is actually, helps you go, oh, every time I get sad, I go to Zara, you know, like, and you can start to go, what can I do to change my emotions that don't require me to spend money? Like, oh, I'm sad. Okay. Can I pick up the phone to a friend? Can I go have a bath? Can I, you know, whatever those things are. So it's like finding like um, mindful spending coping mechanisms to understand that and not fully restricting yourself. I think Mm. there's too, there's so much advice out there financially about restriction yeah, yeah. that yeah. it makes it's a bit like dieting like if you say okay i'm not gonna have carbs now ever what's gonna happen is you'll go a week without carbs and then you'll have a, a week where all you eat is carbs indulge, like yeah, yeah you. Indulge, like, well, i think you people do binge. that with like takeouts, like spending money yeah. on takeouts. like mm. i'm never
0: gonna buy another yeah. takeout and that's not realistic is it mm. like yeah. you're definitely gonna gonna do that but like it, it, i think then for example you go for a week and you, you know you're going out eating all yeah. the time and then you're like oh might as well just forget my budget now because I've gone over. Like I can see that happening all the time. That's why I don't
2: really agree with like no spend months. I think no spend days are really good, Mm. but no spend months, that's such a long time.
0: And no, what's a no spend month? I'm being stupid here.
2: No. So no spend month is like, you basically have, I'm going to get paid. I'm going to pay my necessities. So rent, food, you know, bills, yeah. but I'm not going to spend anything extra. So I'm not going to go buy clothes. I'm not going to go out. I'm not going to, and you're going to try and save a really large portion okay. of your paycheck. The problem with that is it's so restrictive. Yeah. You're not giving yourself any enjoyment. Like you're working hard and you don't get to enjoy your money. That's not mm-hmm. fun. Like, Oh gosh. No. I yeah.
1: No, I don't think I can. And who knows what can happen? Like yeah. a, whole month, yeah. a whole month. That's a, a, long, a long time. time. Yeah. Like a
2: day cool, just don't go out. Yeah. Don't go on, don't go on the internet, mm. don't go Even, out. A, maybe a week at a stretch. Yeah, yeah. but not a month. Not a <laughs> no, month. No, no, no. No, no, no. I think it, but no, 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 that's not for me. <laughs> I think it just builds this um relationship with your money yeah. that it's not there to be enjoyed. Yeah. yeah. And I don't think personally that's a good belief to have. Like you don't want to think, oh, I can't spend my money. Now, obviously, if you have big goals that you're working towards, like mm. when I was working towards saving to mm. go away, I cared so much about that goal. Naturally, I wanted to spend less on those other things because yeah. I was like, oh, I've got this really cool thing that I am actually saving for. So that kind of helps with the overspending. But yeah, saying to yourself, I'm just not going to spend any money for a whole month just because. like, it's Nah, yeah. it's not it's, really don't it's, do it's that to It's yourself.
1: funny, as humans, we're emotive creatures, aren't we? Yes. It's, it's funny how we work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we say we're so intelligent, but it literally comes we're down really to not. our emotions. <laughs> I mean... If you have negative connotations with something, you're not going to want to do it. And I feel like a lot of people just naturally have negative connotations of money, but it's all about trying to change that mindset to more positive connotations, Mm -hmm. right?
2: Yeah. And I think just to add to that, like in regards to your actual money mindset, like it's your thoughts and your feelings about Mm. money that drive your behavior. Mm. It's not the logic. We don't make our financial decisions from a place of logic. We make it from a place of emotions. So if you can understand what emotions you have about money, that's going to help you to save more, spend in a way that feels better, budget, stick to your budget, all of those things. Like you start with the emotions and the thoughts and the words first and the rest kind of come off mm-hmm. the back of that. With the cost of living hitting in the UK now more
0: than ever, we need to get a good understanding of our finances.
1: Yes, that's why we've teamed up with our sponsors, Zopa Bank, to help our listeners understand their finances better.
0: If you're worried about your financial situation, I'd recommend downloading the Zopa app and checking out their borrowing power tool.
1: It'll give you a clear view on how Zopa see your financial health using a simple 1 to 10 rating, 10 being the best, of course, which means your financial health is in good shape.
0: With this knowledge, you'll have a great understanding of your financial resilience. And if your score is not a 10, it'll give you personalized tips on how you can improve your score over time.
1: So what are we waiting for? Head over to your app store and download the Zopa app.
0: Definitely. You mentioned briefly there about how having a positive money mindset can help us make more money mm-hmm. or attract more money, like to us. Um, what's your ex- experience of this, and and how can our listeners get more involved with their mindset in order to maybe get a pay rise or improve their income? Mm. Mm-hmm.
2: So I think two of the things, like when it comes to making more money, a lot of a lot of our money is attached to our sense of self worth. So it's never about the money. It's always about how you feel about yourself mm-hmm. and about your own life. So th- there, like it says that when we spend money, we get this like dopamine hit, and we actually get more enjoyment out of the like the clicking of the button, like mm-hmm. or, or the, the you know the tapping of the card. Then you know the item turns up and we're kind of like cool. you forgot forgotten about it, right? Mm-hmm. We're spending money to change how we feel. So when it comes to money in general, it's yes, yeah, so much attached to our self worth. So when you think about making more money. If you're, if you're in a nine to five job or a salary job, naturally, I think people fall into this like mindset of, well, this is what I get paid. There is nothing else I can do. Yet you can think about, can I get a pay rise? Could I go to another job where I could make more money? Is that possible for me in my industry? Am I happy with the amount I'm earning? Do I want to get a side hustle? You know, all all of those things. If you're an entrepreneur or you run your own business or you're self-employed, you end up subconsciously attaching your self-worth to the prices you charge mm-hmm. and especially as women like we're less likely to charge you know what we're worth which in itself you kind of don't want to charge what you're worth you want to charge you know what value am I giving what what are they getting in return for that because when you are charging for something people are more likely to pay attention and do it so like it's important that you do charge for your services and you don't just like give out for free mm. so I think the mindset around believing that you're worthy of having more money is so important but so much of that attached is attached to how you feel about yourself and like a big block for people is believe like one that I have with clients a lot is like oh I'd just be happy if I not have enough to survive and it's like great But the more you'll attract that and the more money that we can have as individuals, if you're a conscious individual who, you know, wants to give to charity or wants to do good things for the world, the more money you have, the better. Because like I always say, I would love to be able to spend more money with small independent local businesses. They are more expensive to shop at, but the more money I have, the more money I can pass on to other businesses, the more, you know, I could set up a charity. I could like, there's so many things that you can do when you have more money. Mm -hmm. So starting to view it as a tool to do more, to have more experiences for yourself and also to do more good in the world. And I think also there is a massive societal belief that having money makes you greedy, makes you selfish, because we see all these big like, Billionaires out there mm-hmm. who we don't know what charity work they're doing, and everyone's yes. like, they've got all this money, and it's so unfair, and they're not doing anything. Like, no one should have that much money. But it, but, but that mindset creates this idea that having money makes you evil, or you mm. know. So we want to kind of like eradicate that. I mean, I don't think we're ever going to be able to get rid of that as a societal mm-hmm. yeah. belief in general. It's quite yeah. a big piece of work. But as an individual, like understanding how making more money makes you feel what is capable and like focusing on the positives is so important because it just allows you to do more good and more have a better life
1: yeah yeah that's attached to like like you said previously your money values right Mm -hmm. that's massively attached and I love that example that you gave it reminds me of a conversation I was having with one of my friends um obviously high aspiring wants to earn as much money as possible I said to him like okay once you reach that level as a millionaire billionaire Mm -hmm. are you ready for the responsibility that comes with it you've got all that money like, what are you going to do with it? Mm. You're not going to be able to, you can buy anything you want, but you're going to get that satisfaction. Yeah. You're going yeah. to do charity work. It's all about the mentality, right?
2: Yeah. And I think like, it's really common, you know, like you hear about people that win the lottery. Mm. Yeah. And then within, on average, within five years, they've either lost all the money or yeah. unfortunately they're into drugs or they commit suicide. It's yeah. so sad. It's- so it proves that money isn't the answer. Mm. It's what you do with the money, like Mm -hmm. the money isn't the end goal, it's the vehicle in which Mm. you know it's to take you to where you want to go. And I think that's where you can start to differentiate between that. But if you've grown up in a household where money has been seen as, you know, maybe you've got a really rich uncle who everyone hates. Maybe he's a bit creepy and you're like, no one, no one wants to be like that uncle. Yeah. You attach money to that. And like when we think about money in general, if you have like a glass and you're saving, you know, 10% of that glass, and the rest is left over to spend, that's great. But if you made the vessel in which that money was in was bigger, saving 10%, the same percentage, you still end up with more. So Mm -hmm. if you can focus on making more and bringing more in, you can still manage your money in the same way, but you can still do more stuff. So I think the focus always becomes, like we said, about, like, restriction, or how Mm -hmm. much can you save, or how much can you invest, and the idea around, like, Inve- Increasing your income isn't always like top of the list. But I think it's a really important one. Mm. And the more you can like believe that you're worthy of having more money. Because like you say, with your friend being like, oh, I want to be a millionaire. is so mm. many people's go. And you go, what are you going to do with the money then? Yeah. What happens when you get a million pounds? Like, <laughs> and when you actually think, what would I do with a million? Okay, I'd probably set up a charity. I would run my own business. Maybe I would go traveling. And you start to like actually put context to the money. Mm you change like on an energetic level, it's more exciting, which Mm -hmm. is why financial goals are so amazing because when you attach the emotion to it, you're working towards the experience or the end goal as opposed to the money itself. Mm -hmm. So it makes it easier to save or invest.
1: Mm -hmm. That's super, super interesting. And exactly as you said, it's like the relationship with money. I see money as an enabler, Mm -hmm. but it's up to you what you allow it to enable you to do, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. But at the moment when we don't have as much... I mean, when we have great autonomy over our money and like we can really plan and see where we'd like our money to go, it's great. But in the times we're in now, such as like the cost of living crisis, when there's not that much control over our money, you know, if your energy provider says, we're charging this, you've got to pay it. I can imagine a lot of people getting really, really worried about that. Mm. So they're kind of having that control over the money taken away. Are you finding that a lot of people coming to you for that um, kind of advice on how to manage it?
2: Yeah, I think like, It's a daily thing, like Mm. conversations with people in the DMs, in my community about, yeah, yeah, like concerns, especially people, especially younger people who maybe have managed to get on the property ladder, Mm -hmm. which is obviously amazing. You're like, that's so cool, but no one could have foreseen something like this happen and suddenly their mortgage has tripled. You know, Mm. things like, like you say, where it is out of their control and you realise the importance of like financial independence and having such a good flow in and reserves, like your emergency fund, your buffer, knowing that you've got, money coming in knowing how you're handling it but yeah I've definitely had a lot more people concerned about what's gonna happen and the position they're in right now I do struggle though because I do think that there is a lot of fear mongering that goes on with yeah, finances yeah. like I don't really even though I will see I'm a finance person I don't really read the news like I'll keep up to date with like what's going on but I won't read all the articles about all inflation and all this like because it 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 you know, words are really powerful and like, unfortunately, the news is there to sometimes scare you. And Mm. I think a lot of people get really overwhelmed. And the problem is that puts them in a mental state that makes it harder to manage your money. Whereas if you could just kind of like, and I'm not saying necessarily don't read the news, but if you find yourself getting overwhelmed with it, just take a break from it Mm. and be like, right, what is it I need to do to make sure I'm safe and I'm okay? Mm. And like, what is in my control? Mm. So yeah, people definitely have there's been so much more of it. Mm -hmm. I think you're right as well. Like every time you turn on the TV, it's like, even
0: just like good morning, it's like, what are we doing about energy bills and stuff like this? And it's quite a scary narrative to keep like having to feed Mm. into. So I totally agree with like switching off for those people who kind of, maybe, maybe it's that lack mentality. Maybe it's just like a general, like just, just fears or worries about money. Maybe, you know, I've had a really expensive month loads of bills have come out, not necessarily cost of living related, but like for you, do you have any like tips and tricks on like how you can get a handle on those like general concerns that people have when they go, just don't know how I'm going to make ends meet this month or I'm worried about money. Like people can sometimes like go to drastic measures, Mm -hmm. like, you know, sometimes they feel like they have to ask family for money and they might have difficult relationships there or they might have to take out a loan that they feel really uncomfortable with. Like how can we avoid those difficult situations when, when money is a worry and it's not adding up one month?
2: I think, like, there's two two sides to, like, worrying about money. There's, like, the emotional side, which is maybe your finances actually are okay, but because you've been reading the news or because maybe you can't just do as many fun, cool things you might normally do. Like, you know, anyone who lives in a big city, I live in London, it is Mm. so expensive. Like, maybe you just can't do it as much, can't do as much fun things. Like, But sometimes the worry is, like the fear of what's going to happen as opposed to what's actually happening. So it's like that classic case of like catastrophizing. So I think, first of all, figure out where is the worry coming from? Like, what are you actually worried about? If you can sit down and say, I've looked at what I've got coming in, I've looked at what I've I've got going out, and yeah, I've got a little bit less to play with, but I know that I can pay my bills, it's probably more of like a worry of just what might happen and and, and you're being made, is that scarcity, like, mentality. Mm -hmm if the worry is no i've sat down and i've worked out maybe i've you know you're on a part time contract or you're on a zero hour contract or like say bills have gone up and you're going oh no i actually don't have enough to cover that's more like a practical worry because you're like i've done the math and the math ain't mathing like i don't <laughs> i don't have like i what you know what do you want yeah. from me here and it is hard because really the focus is finding more ways to increase your income so whether that is focusing on having to get another job having to do something online, like you know, whatever that is. Do something online. Do something online. <laughs> That sounds really seedy. Just do something online, guys. Sad you know what I mean? Just don't know Only, <laughs> <laughs> Only fans. <laughs> um, do something online. Um, <laughs> but like, you know, it like, it does sound silly, but like my, one of my housemates, she cat sits all the time. She loves yeah. cats, oh. but like she, yeah. in her evenings, like she'll go around and cat sits and that's the money that ends up paying for her food for the week. Yeah. And she doesn't do it all the time, but like just little things like that. Yeah. Obviously not everyone is time rich. Like some people are like, I also study or I also have a child yeah. or, you know, whatever, I'm I, I'm a carer. And, so then, it's like focusing on okay, how can I actually decrease some of my outgoings? Can I be more frugal with my with my um, travel, with my food, or? Mm-hmm. Um, but unfortunately, like there are, you know, you might like say you might have to borrow from friends or family or take out debt, which ideally is always the last resort. And there are so many amazing like charities out there, especially at the moment, like that you can turn to to like have those conversations with. Mm-hmm. But the key thing is like paying priority bills so like council tax I only found out very recently if you don't pay your council tax you can go to prison
1: Uh, um, Prison?
2: uh, Yeah you can go to jail Wow Jail or prison, I don't know which one. How crazy is that? Like, how many months would you have to not pay for? I don't know, actually. I should I should Even check.
1: one day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, like, Why on. don't we do a
2: test and find out? Yeah, <laughs> yeah literally, just stop like, paying, What guys. are you in for? They, yeah. my what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I didn't pay my
1: council tax. Yeah, that
2: would be scary, wouldn't it? Wow. So, like, it's like a big offence, whereas, like, mm. not paying a credit card, obviously, never ideal. You want to always pay your credit card because it, it affects but your credit score. you're not going to go to jail. But you're not going to go to jail for it. Mm. Not if you miss one month. Mm. Yeah, but you'll probably just get
0: have to owe them more on interest.
2: Oh, right? yeah. yeah. It's the, you know They'll the catch arm. you out some other They'll way. Pay, <laughs> yeah. You might not go to prison, this, <laughs> but you'll be paying them a lot of money. This is not me telling you yeah. not to pay your credit card. Yeah. But do you know what I mean? So there's like an order of priority of things that have to be yeah. paid off. You've got your necessities that you need to pay and then things that actually mm-hmm. could come further down down the list. Mm-hmm. But I think the, the, the worrying side of it is um, really understanding where it's coming from mm-hmm. because sometimes you'll be surprised like, oh, actually, I kind of was... Worrying for no reason. A lot of the fears come from the fear mongering from the news. Maybe, and maybe, you know, we're we're very much the people that we surround ourselves with, right? And if you've got Mm. friends around you that don't work on their money mindset or their relationship with money, and we have all been in this situation when we're younger, right? We're like, oh my God, I'm the brokest Oh my God, no, I've got like (laughs) 10p to last till next week. Well, I, you know, (laughs) it's like a competition who's the poorest? And I think just starting to become aware of the language that you use and that the people around you use about money. A can be really interesting, but mm-hmm. also can make such a difference. Just you being like, "I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna take part in that conversation." You know, mm-hmm. I'm just gonna not not join in too much, and like being aware of what your environment is can be so helpful mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. for for that side of it. I would say
1: mm-hmm. it sounds like there is always some kind of repercussions of kind of not having the right money mindset, or for example, not paying your council tax. I'm <laughs> like really shocked at that, but also like the credit card thing. That's like, I'd like to think it's common knowledge, but you never really realize how detrimental it could be even for the long term so yeah people need to really listen and make an effort in terms of just making the little changes sometimes
2: yeah and I think the the little changes definitely like sometimes are the ones that are the most impactful Mm. like and not in the way of cutting out the coffees but in the way of like the small things that you learn like that financial education because that improves your confidence and Obviously, we like we. I know that we did. We wrote an article, written an article for you guys before, Mm -hmm. which was about like the relationship with mental health and Mm -hmm. money. Mm -hmm. And because mental health is so much more spoken about now, which is amazing, money is still so much more taboo. Mm -hmm. So, understanding the link that the two have is a so important, but b like finding ways to improve your financial well being. They're so linked to just good money management like skills anyway. So the two work go hand in hand. helping you worry less, which is going to help you get better sleep, which is help you do a better job at your job. <laughs> at your <laughs> job. Um, so it all links together. So I think that's really important. Yeah.
1: yeah. And you started off making those little changes, right? Mm. You're someone that I think really embodies one of my favourite sayings, save to make a play. So mm-hmm. like you said, when you wanted to go to acting school, you saved 15k. Mm-hmm. And then I also heard that you've also saved 40k.
2: So uh, it was 15K for when I was 19 to 22 for drama yeah. school and then spent it all. <laughs> and then um, I saved another 25K once I when I moved to London. So yeah, wow. 40K in total.
1: Wow, that's amazing. I'm trying to be like you. That's, that's some people's house <laughs> deposits. That's some yeah. people's dream yeah. holiday for a year. Yeah. What are the tips for being able to save that amount of money?
2: So I think like when I did it the first time around, like the first, that when I was 19, Again, like I said, I was a bit delusional. I was just like, I'm just going to save it. I I didn't really put a time limit on it. I was like, I'm going to just try and save as much as I can. And I was so emotionally connected to the goal. Like, that is one of the biggest tips I would say is like, what is it that you're saving for? Mm-hmm. What is it yeah. you are working towards? Because on a practical level, goals are amazing because you can, you know, you can work out how much to save every month and you can make sure that you're on track. But on an emotional level, it's going to help you feel connected to what it is you're working towards so you can prioritize in uh, delayed gratification over instant gratification because it's so easy and it just like Mm pop down the shop tap 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 whereas if you're like oh hang on a minute does this purchase align with my financial goals or not so having that like helped so much when I came to like saving that money the second time because I'd already done it once I'd built this mindset of like I'm so capable of doing that again like you know another 20k <laughs> but on a practical level I think I'm like my one of my favourite pieces of financial advice and I'm sure as um, has been said before but like paying yourself first mm. I think it's so easy to go oh I'll just see what happens at the end of the month like too easy too easy your yeah. brain is just going to spend what's there yeah. and if you've got the money in your bank account you're going to spend it if you take it out first, the day you get paid, whether you get paid weekly, whether you get paid monthly, on that day, go, I am paying my future self. I'm buying my future self, X, Y, and Z. Move it out, put it into a savings account. If you need to lock that savings account. Like I had a friend who had a savings account and she gave all the details to her mum. So she would transfer it and she was like, I cannot get the money out. Like it's physically impossible. Um, So like lock it away if you need to. And then, build it up slowly over time. Like compounding is your friend. It's so easy to have this big, exciting goal and be so overwhelmed by it. you starting at zero and you're like, what's the point? Like, it's going to take me 10 years. But by building the habit of consistently adding to that money over time, you actually will find that you build more trust in your own ability to save and you'll like find little ways to save a bit more. So you probably will end up meeting that goal even sooner. But until you get started, like, you're always just going to remain at zero. Whereas if you can, like, build up slowly over time, you'll start to, like, build a connection with yourself that helps you trust that you are a saver. So, yeah, so for me, those were, like, the biggest things, paying myself first. And automating your finances. Mm -hmm. Like, take the emotion out of it. Because otherwise you'll have to make the decision to be like, do I want to put this away this month? I do have a really busy month, you know. (laughs) And whereas if you're like, oh, it's gone already – You know, you you could set up an automatic, like, direct debit to your own account. Takes it out. You go, what's left over for me to spend? And that can be really helpful, yeah, because it takes the emotions out of it. Exactly. It goes Mm -hmm. back
1: to, as humans, we're emotive creatures. And sometimes if we have a yes or no decision, we'll literally just go with yes every single time. Sometimes we need to take that decision out of it and just make it automated as you said because then you're relying
2: on your willpower
1: literally and we've only got so much
2: you can't rely on that you only have so much willpower in one day so if you're making decisions like do I have a salad or do I have a McDonald's okay I've used a bit of willpower to like eat healthy do I pay to get a taxi or do I walk oh I'm going to walk like you get to the end of the day and you are out of willpower Mm -hmm. so of course you're just going to then end up spending like Mm -hmm. it's like reserving that for yourself so yeah automation is is really helpful when it comes to saving money yeah You've absolutely
0: like, in terms of saving and money mindset and stuff like that, I feel like your 20s, you've been on quite a journey. And like, I feel like that side of things you've absolutely nailed. But I know from being <laughs> one of your close friends <laughs> that whilst you'd nail it in the money area, like there are many other like adulting fails that we always chat about back and forth and stuff like that. Is there one that comes to mind that you maybe haven't shared with us before <laughs> that you're like, oh my God, I can't believe that I did that.
2: I think from... A money perspective. Oh, it is a money one. I, I've got two. Okay, I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna give you a money and a non money okay. one. The money one is that I jumped on cryptocurrency mm. without knowing enough about it. Right, and I did what I told m- my community not to do. You know, un- <laughs> no, teach yourself. Like, don't jump into something that you don't understand. And like, I have a long term investing strategy. Yeah, cryptocurrency is not part of that. <laughs> <laughs> You and yeah, I was like, oh, cheeky bit a Bitcoin, it. sure. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't really know what this is. And I just, and I think because I'm in the financial community, I've got financial friends. I was mm. like, well, ah, that'd be all right. Yeah, I chucked about like 700 pounds into this thing. Wow. And it went, it went up to like two grand. And I was like, oh, I'm going to wait, yeah. I'll wait. And then it was dropping down, down, down. And I kept waiting and waiting. And like, I'm not into get rich quick schemes at all. So I don't know what I, I was open. thinking. Yeah. Um, so I just, yeah, kind of, like, left left it. And luckily, I mean, it, I guess the fail was more that um, I should have taken it out when it was, like, at the top or, or should have just left it, I don't know. Oh, yeah. But, like, mm. I spent money that I didn't I didn't know anything about it. Yeah. So it was a fail because it goes against everything I believe in. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I don't, yeah, I don't really tell people about that because it's embarrassing. <laughs> um, and I think from, like, a personal, like, a non-money point of view... Mm. I think my biggest failures are always in dating. <laughs> I've got so many. And they make for funny stories and you know this because <laughs> you're obviously a good friend. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I, I, have, I have dated a lot of, yeah, I've had a lot of dating fails. <laughs> um, part, I guess some of them could have been, like, avoided. Um But, you know, I've been single, you know, you go out, you date, you have a good Mm -hmm. time. And then when you're there, like, I think for me, one of the bigger fails is being on a date, having some horrendous things happen and me not leaving. Like yeah. me sitting there still because I'm like, oh, they bought a bottle of wine. I should drink it like mm. and feeling like I had to stay and then being like, what is my life right now? <laughs> um, so even though, yeah, I'm, I'm good in the money, the money department, I think dating is probably my least successful area of my life. Mm. <laughs> I think it's, it's good to know because
0: like I think everyone listening, like sometimes you get guests on and they're like, oh, they're smashing life. Like I can't like, you know, and everyone gets into comparison mode. Like it's totally natural to to compare yourself like especially with you know we live our lives on social media so we like to get like just a little bit of juice of like you know what what is it that's not quite going right like because mm. because it makes everyone else go ah oh, like it's, everything isn't as perfect as it mi- might seem mm. you yeah. know
2: yeah and I is. think so like I think from a dating point of view because a lot of my friends we were talking about this like recently but like a lot of my friends were all in relationships mm. and I spent a lot of, I guess like the wider fail is the fact that I focus so much. I'm so career driven. I'm so ambitious, which mm-hmm. I love about myself, that dating always took a back, mm-hmm. back foot. And I would, you know, say things like, I don't want a partner right now because I'm going to go traveling. I don't want a partner right now because I am working on my business. Mm-hmm. So I I know for a fact that I've attracted people who also don't want a relationship and aren't very nice people (laughs) Um, so yeah and like you think you know young girl living in London living up in the city that like there's a plethora of people to go on dates with but I always seem to weed out the bad ones Mm -hmm. so (laughs) bad at picking
1: Yeah, I've not heard um, very nice things about the dating pool at the moment. Yeah. But thank you so much for sharing, Laura. I mean, it takes a lot to come and <laughs> yeah. to come and tell us your biggest adulting failure. And you heard it here first. Our very <laughs> own money coach has even money mistakes as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, is there anything that you're working on then at the moment? Something that you want to improve in?
2: So I think what I am actually working on is like, Confidence, Mm -hmm. which I think people always get really surprised by because I come across as a very confident person Mm -hmm. and I am confident, but I also... It's not that it's put on. It's not fake it till you make it. But I used to, you know, I still did acting. Like I went to drama school for years, and the the phrase of our drama school was fake it till you make it. So you'd get on stage and you'd smile and just you'd wait. You you'd create that feeling within you first. So I take that with me into my job. You know, I'm I'm a very smiley person. Like when you get on, you know, you look at my content, I'm always like doing something random. But when it comes to, ironically, like dating and stuff like that, I'm so not confident. Like Mm -hmm. it's so, so not my bag. So I think, yeah, my kind of the thing that I am working on is working on being confident and knowing my own self-worth and what I deserve and like having boundaries. I think boundaries is a massive one. Like even just in general, like even with work, I say yes to everything and Mm -hmm. I don't think about what I deserve and what I want and mm-hmm. I think that, that that kind of ties into confidence and mm-hmm. self-worth so that's mm-hmm. my biggest thing that I'm working on at the moment mm-hmm. it feels good <laughs> <laughs> it, does.
0: it does well thank you Laura it's been so lovely to have you on the podcast once again I'm sure this won't be the last time but you always <laughs> share not. the best tips and I think for anyone who's in their 20s your content is so relatable okay. um, and I think you know you've got your podcast you've got all your stuff you post on socials and, and people can reach out to you via Instagram is probably the best way mm-hmm. isn't it but yeah thank you so much for your time we we love having you on the podcast and as you know we end the podcast with the same question every single time so I'm really interested to hear whether your answer has has perhaps mm-hmm. changed from previous times mm. but if you were to look back at 20 year old Laura and give her just one piece of advice to kind of see her through
2: her 20s what would you say to her? I think now being 29 mm. being near my 30s mm. um, I would look at younger me and I would I would tell myself to just relax mm. mm-hmm. And and just be more present and enjoy, like, my my daily life. Mm -hmm. Like, I've done so many cool things. Like, I've been on all cool holidays and festivals and, like, made amazing memories. And I was present in those moments. But the in-between times, I was so worried about what I was going to do for a job, how I was going to make money, how I was going to, like, have a good career. And looking at me now, like, I used to always say oh you know I, I feel I've, how all my friends around me found what they want to do and I haven't found it at the point obviously I decided I didn't want to act and now I'm not even 30 and I found what I love I'm now like oh my god I'm so lucky that I found it so early so I spent so many years worrying mm-hmm. about that and I just kind of want to be like it's all right Han relax like you're gonna find that thing for you because even if I hadn't found it till I was 35 or 40 it would be okay Mm. and I think I probably ruined like certain moments in my life because I was so concerned overwhelmed by it because there's such big pressure so I think Mm. I would just be like relax be more present and enjoy your day to day
0: I think so many people could could do listening to that advice so yeah
1: i think that's amazing advice truly what is meant for you will find you because i yes. love the way you even got into money coaching I think. Mm-hmm. yeah that's an amazing story in itself
2: thank mm-hmm. you i love that phrase that's actually one of my favorite phrases yeah i you know, say it all the time <laughs>
0: it's true <Yeah. laughs> well thank you so much laura it's been so lovely to have you on the podcast again and yeah it definitely won't be the last. thank <laughs> you for having
1: me <laughs> A big thank you to you, yes you, for tuning into to this episode of the Talk20s podcast.
0: We hope it inspired you in some way and popped a little pep in your step for this week.
1: Make sure you subscribe, leave a review and share this episode with a friend. It means a lot to us to have your support.
0: We also love hearing your stories and suggestions. You can reach out to us on all socials by searching at Talk20s.
1: Lastly, before we go, our website, talk20s.com is the hub for all things 20 somethings go check out my people
0: have a great week and we'll see you next time